Do you think the earth is flat or, or not flat? Uh, so I am in this strange crossroads where I'm, uh, and this is a point that I want to bring up. So we right, can, wait, wait, let's do why don't it, we just talk about show. it, right? Yeah, 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 Should we yeah, just yeah. talk about it? Welcome, welcome to the Carl Vibe Podcast. I have a very special guest with us today, Dave Weiss. He is at the forefront of the of the uh, Flat Earth Movement. Uh, this is a revolutionary movement that has been around forever and is full of all sorts of strange conspiracies and things like that. And I don't really think it's a theory at this point anymore. I've looked into it enough. And if you're at this point in your life, you guys, where you're considering things like the uh, simulation theory, the holographic universe, if you've considered the theory that uh, maybe the universe is made of a matrix and reality is actually just like a a matrix of the collective consciousness. uh, I think if you're going to look into all of these different theories and, and possibilities on the table, then you have to open the door to the flat earth theory as a possibility as well, and not just a theory, but it holds up almost better than the round globe earth theory. And so we're going to talk with Dave Weiss right now on the show. Uh, Dave, welcome, my friend. Uh, You've been running around all over the place talking about this because at first, my friend, you were trying to prove this wrong and you couldn't do it. Is that, is that how you got started in all this, Dave? Pretty much. You got almost everything right, except that you said, uh, I can't remember your exact words just moments ago. You said, I tried. It holds up almost as well. There is no comparison, no comparison between the ball earth and the flat earth. Ball earth is Narnia. Flat earth is here. Okay. So, and and just for those that are listening, flat earth, mountains, valleys, hills, all sorts of stuff, but it's flat, large bodies of waterly flat. And our world is not moving, scientifically provably so. Right. So, I mean, that's the thing is so when you first got into this, you were kind of forced into it by looking, uh, you know, at the, the Globers, just the, the typical model that we're taught in school. And then the flat earthers sort of came at you in your podcast career where you were talking about other conspiracies and fact checking things. And then when you tackled this, you realized that the evidence for it being a, a globe earth actually is pretty fragile. What, what is it about the globe earth philosophy or theories that makes you feel like that's so weak? The, the everything. <laughs> so and here's the thing. When, when you first heard about it first, the name flat earther that used to be weaponized. People still think it's weaponized like conspiracy theorists. You're, you're a flat earther, flat earther equals moron. But just a moment ago, you know, and, I'm no prophet or anything. I just figured this out before the mass consciousness, you know, before it hit a lot of other people. There's been other people long before me that have known the earth is flat that have been trying to get the message out. But I happen to be just at this point where we're, 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 re- we're racing for that tipping point. But a moment ago, you said Globers talking about the globe believers. And I took that as an insult to those people. That's how it felt. And you said flat earthers. I'm like, yeah, awake and aware. So it's tipping. It's already tipped in my mind. And usually when it tips in my mind, mass consciousness is coming next. So what about the, the flat? What about the globe? Was that your question? What about the globe? Yeah. The weakest? Uh, maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can pose it a different way because that's kind of a loaded 
way that I put it. You yeah. know, we, we don't even have a concept in our imagination anymore. It's been lost to us to even think of our reality or the, right. the world that we live on any different than what's been pounded into our brains from this uh, model of the earth being uh, a round physical ball with a molten core and just that standard model that we're taught from our earliest memories when they give us a name and teach us our language and stick us in those boxes and try to put us in the factory as quick as they can, you know? And as soon as you start to try and step outside of that, you, you question all of it. And the more you question it, the more you realize it's full of holes and it's, uh, or unknowns. And so what was it first, I guess, when you started probing into it, that sort of pushed you over the tipping point and thought, huh, I can't really say anything to this. So what, what am I going to do with this? Right. So the, when, when you first hear about flat earth, you go, flat earth is stupid, brainwashed. Uh, there's a million proofs of the globe earth, more brainwashing. You know, someone says, list them. Photos of earth, sticks and shadows by Aristophanes, um, night and day, sunsets over the ocean, seasons. Um, you know, just all of this stuff, you know, what, people falling off the edge, you know, where's the edge? How come no one's seen the ice wall? Then when you, all of this stuff is programmed, but then when you start to look, you realize seasons prove the earth is flat, right? Mm. Now, yeah, prove that we're not on a globe. Um, the, we, we can see too far, right? On a ball, uh, a ball would dictate, so here, notice there's no boat out here, but as I zoom in, I'm not zooming over the curve. I'm just increasing the angular size of this boat right here, mm. and all of a sudden you can see it. A, uh, a ball, 24,901 24, miles around, like they tell us the earth is, dictates, if the Earth is 24,901 miles around, a six-foot-tall man standing at the edge of calm water should see a physical horizon no farther than three miles. Right. Now, you don't need a super zoom lens. You don't need a telescope to realize that you can see much farther than that. But now with our optics, we can zoom in and bring things that, that have appeared to go over the horizon, bring them back into view. So right. it's not that they're falling off a curvature on a round earth. It's that there's, there's a, a lensing effect, an atmospheric effect, almost like a Doppler effect to things being in the distance, just like as they get farther away, they just basically disappear into the distance off into the horizon. But now we have the, the zoom capabilities in order to right. penetrate through that atmospheric thickness and that atmospheric layer in order to see that it goes on, uh, Right. Flat farther than the curvature is supposed to. Right. And we're told, you know, that one of the proofs is uh, like in Dubai, you can watch the sunset and then quickly get in the elevator, go to the top of this building and you can watch the sunset again. Right. And we're mm. taught that that could only happen on a ball. I don't even think that could happen on a ball, but it works perfectly on a flat earth. And, and the analogy they tell everyone, you know, by the way, everything I'm telling you right now, go do it yourself. Don't believe me, because that's what happened to me. I saw these videos like this and I went out and got a camera and, and a tripod and zoomed in. I'm like, wow, I can see too far. Just yesterday, I saw underneath the White Stone Bridge under, mm. from, from Connecticut, where I am, 25 miles away, right? That's right. impossible, right? Impossible. Um, so here, so if you went around this corner, I don't care how big my zoom lens is, you are behind this edge right here, and I can't zoom in. If I flip the hall over, this would be like the curve of the earth. Here's a physical horizon but if, I, if you went way past there and your head disappeared and i could zoom in and see you again 
well, that would prove that this is not curvature, that it's an optical horizon, but it's not. We can clearly see that it's not. Mm. So, so why do things disappear from the bottom up? One, angular size. Two, atmospheric effects. Three, miraging. Four, waves in the foreground will block, um, will block you. Like, for example, if my finger is a wave, my finger is a wave and it's right next to my face, I, I want to I hide from my chin to my nose. I can't do it with my finger, right? Because mm. it's too, too small. Right, because I'm, I'm, my head's floating on top of the water. But if I move my finger like halfway to your distance, well, look, it, it, it could hide a lot more of me. And the right. wave is bigger. The boat got smaller because it went away, right? And that, and then when that happens, um, you lose. So you're losing it from the bottom up. So here's a, an example that you can do: get a, go to a football field, put a football right on the twenty yard line, go to the far end zone. And lay down on the grass, put your ear on the grass, and look at the football. What you will see is part of the football will be missing because the grass will be covering like half of the football. Because the grass that's closer to you is going to cover. You know, you'll still see the football, but that football will be laying on a horizon. You won't be able to see any grass beyond it. Right. Okay? Then stand up. And all of a sudden, you'll be able to see the football, uh, the, 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 the last 10 yards and all the way through the end zone. So right here, here's an example. Here's a matchbox. We zoom in, and it's got a little mirroring here. Now, this is without waves, without atmosphere. This is just its angular size is too small. When we stand up, we can now see beyond it. Right. So a baller would say that proves that this table is a sphere. Right, but it really is just the aperture and lensing effects of forced perspective, just like in the Lord of the Rings movies, how they make the hobbits look small. They, they just see things when something is really close, it's going to bloom out in perspective and, and look a lot larger, even if it's on a flat plane straight in front of you. Well, ultimately, because our skulls, our eyes, and a our processing systems are all orbs, that doesn't mean that, that reality outside of ourselves. Well, is all I, tell, I too. tell people look at the lights in your ceiling and tell me what shape your floor is <laughs> right <laughs> right right and see you know we have all these theories and everything now about the holographic universe that it being a simulation that reality could be a matrix or a conscious collective fabric that collapses the waveform and everybody's fine talking about this but suddenly when you bring up flat earth and you start pointing out these things it's like this programmed wall slams shut this emergency door slams shut in people's minds and suddenly they won't it's easy if it's all just energetic holograms but if it's like a flat plane it's like harder to visualize or grasp so maybe at some point in the interview here we can you can give us maybe an example of how to visualize what could be going on a little better but sure so one of the things is where there's so much programming tell lie vision programming you know mm. there's lie all the the movies kids cartoons it's all about the globe there they mock flat earth they make fun of flat earth they talk about aristophanes you know from 2000 years ago prove the earth is flat with a ridiculous story that one isn't even true. The story isn't even true because it would have been impossible for him to pull off this six and shadows. You, you know, the six and shadows story, right? Yeah. Right. It would be impossible for him to even pull it off. But the other thing is it works on a flat earth too. Here's Aristophanes on a ball, no shadow shadow over here. Well, here's his friend. Here he is. Same shadow, same math. And it comes up with the same ball. Well, this is not a ball. You know, this is a ball. 
And so we don't live on a math equation with wrong variables. We, we live in an observable world. As far as this place being a simulation, God, if I know. But my answer is I call it a physical simulation. What does that mean? I don't know. I like it, though. Yeah. Like if you were in a virtual reality that was as real as it got to where it was interfaced into your consciousness, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You know, like we're in, a, we're in a physical reality. Maybe God created this place where where, you know, this is just the reality that it is. And and we're right. here. We're having a ride. And, you know, it, you know, just kind of jumping off track for a second. I really this just came to my thought. Sure. Well, and, and I'm not religious. Um, you know, there, like when I first heard about flat earth, I go, it's a religious thing. But then I found out, no, it's not. There's just a lot of Christians. There's a lot of Muslims. There's a lot of everybody everywhere. There's a lot of atheists. Well, not atheists. No flat earther is an atheist. Okay. Because hmm. we know there's a creator. The question is, you know, what's your uh, relationship with the creator? But you know how people say, if there was a God, how could they allow this horrible tragedy to happen? You know, and you can name many any tragedy, right? You know, families, you know, the, you know, and uh, by the way, all the tragedies that we see on the news, most of them are fake. So that's good news. But if there was a God, how could you let these things happen? Illness and murders and blah, blah, blah. The answer that I'm thinking is if this is like a physical simulation that we're here, it's a school where we're learning, where we're expanding the consciousness of God. Then really there in the end, it doesn't, maybe the horror Mm. And the joy are both necessary for this expansion. Yeah, the perfect balance of that sort of simulated experience in the end would be revealed that it was uh, to be taken serious or, or sincere, but maybe not so serious. And we're supposed to learn from it and experience it all. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's, you know, we're, but we're fed, they, they put globes uh, that you go up and touch and they're textured in every little elementary school and classroom. And it's like the funnest thing to go up there and look and see where everybody is and and they they represented that and they show us images you know from space and we went to the moon my you know our childhood was so loaded full of this american pride space race symbolism that we were beating the russians with all of this and and it's just full in our psyche to have it be a round globe and we've got this magma core in the earth and everything but uh, so how, how do we start to peel that back for people to help them unravel that? Well, I mean, if we look at the magma core of the earth, you know, the deepest hole ever dug is just short of eight miles, right? Just short of eight miles. Um, and so that's going, I mean, barely touching this outer layer right here, right? So deepest hole, just short of eight miles, that's equivalent to drilling halfway through the skin of an apple, Okay. Right, halfway through the skin of an apple and the ground penetrating radar that they were using to figure out what they're going to hit next was wrong. They should have gotten a refund because it was wrong every step of the way. But then they hit an impenetrable barrier, couldn't get through it for years, but but then they know what the next 4,000 miles is. You know, they they know what the next 4,000 miles is when they couldn't guess the first seven and a half miles. Okay. And then here's the thing. Everything is inverted with them. They mock us with just complete and total nonsense and I think it's kind of an intelligence test. They want us to have the ability to see through it. But if we're too stupid to, then that's our own choosing, right? So a molten metal core. Well, let's look up a, a molten magnet. What's a molten magnet? Well, you heat up a magnet until it's molten. Well, magnets have the Curie point and you heat them up before they melt, they lose their magnetism. So how do you have a molten metal core, right? So we, we brought this up and then the Globers, no insult, kind of insult, um, 
that they 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 go well. There's a multi metal core, but inside that is a solid iron core. You know, a, it's like they just make up stuff. No matter what you say, they backpedal. Like when we when uh, you know people say you know um, when we showed that uh, a Felix bomb Baumgartner, I can never get his name right. So I'm, I'm Baumgartner, <laughs> the, the space yeah. jump. Yeah, Felix Baumgartner. Um, when we showed that that was a fisheye lens and that his space jump was nothing more than just a high altitude jump, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson came out and had to backpedal and said that, uh, no, he didn't see the curvature. It was a fisheye lens. They had to own it so not to be destroyed by it. And this right. happens all the time. Every time we expose one of their globe proofs as a flat earth proof, they move the globe post farther. Right. So uh, how do we visualize it then if it's not a ball, if it's not a molten core, where, where's the magma coming from? Where's the lava, the volcanoes? And then, and then we'll right. get to the, maybe we'll get to the moon landing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so our earth is a, um, is a free energy system. The sun is sending electricity to earth. The salt water uh, carries the current. The land is the salt bridge. The sun and the moon are the anode and cathode mm. of this battery system. And these things are testable and provable. Like if you get a, a plant, a house plant, put it in front of a electric light, and put the other one in front of a fireplace, one of them's going to grow and the other one's going to shrivel up and die. Right. And I think you know which one that is. <laughs> right. So, you know, and, and so the sun is sending electricity here. There's this flow of electricity into the earth, right? And it, it creates this uh, troidal field. And, you know, all of the old buildings and old tech here, you know, we think we're at the peak of civilization. We're not. Uh, we're, we're in the middle of idiocracy. There was this uh, antiquitech that basically harvested free energy, but they took that, that, all, that, that all from us, um, in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, you know, early 1900s, everybody knew the earth was flat. Um, they were even teaching it in American public schools until, you know, until the 1920s and 30s. And then they kind of just changed the narrative. So it's more, you see it more as an electric, uh, dielectric polarity system. Really everything speaks to that. And even the ancient right mystical teachings all speak to that as well it's really interesting and now right. even science is having to face this and they're using all these uh, different jargon and, and terminology for it and they're approaching it differently but ultimately they're all running into the same phenomenon that everything is like an, an electric reality an electric and a magnetic system with polarity and and all of that and what we perceive uh as physical reality itself is not as straightforward as we used to. I, I, I mean, for so. me, for me, I, this is physical. I can knock on things, sure. you know, I yeah. could, uh, you know, I could punch somebody, you know, I could, so there is this physical world here, but what is it? How is it constructed? And, and the, the reason I call it a physical simulation is because I've learned that my thoughts create my reality. Well, mm. that's crazy. Right. I mean, my thoughts create my physical reality. So yeah. There's a physical simulation. That's yeah. the best words I have for it. And maybe we are meant never to understand that here in this incarnation. Right. And if you're going to believe that reality could be a collective consciousness or, or uh, manifest through your own thoughts and things like that, then how can you say that it couldn't be collectively uh, 
a different dimensional reality than just a globe earth if everybody actually accepted that reality came through conscious perception and the mind and that it was a holographic relationship or interface in that way and so it is yeah. I, I agree with you there is a a physical uh, like I would call it yeah like a psychophysical experience of reality but in, in the end our brain exists in this black shell in a box that never actually sees the light of day except through these tiny little round <laughs> curvatures and and devices in which to perceive reality so we're already stuck with uh, certain blind spots and limitations in order to know what we're up against and what we're dealing with uh in the world that we and, live in and here here's yeah. the thing you know i was uh, generally a, a good person um most all my life i think I, I think i've been an upstanding person but when i discovered the flat earth reluctantly not willing kicking and screaming like you're dragging me into a pit of alligators um life changes because I don't want to say I was an atheist, but I was an atheist. I was, a, you know, creationism is ridiculous. You know, of course, lightning struck and created pond scum that turned into a monkey that had a human. Of course, right? <laughs> Science proves this, right? And of right. course, our sun is 93 million, 93 million miles away. It's obviously clear that our sun is, uh, is not right close to the earth. And it's uh, 93 million miles away. It's obvious, okay? And of course, the sun is 400 times bigger than the moon, and the moon is 400 times closer than the sun. No, yeah, yeah. And so they look like they're the same size, and then when they line up, they cause a perfect eclipse, and it happens again and again, right? I believed all of that stuff. But then when you discover that we didn't come from a Big Bang, there's a creator, okay? And uh, And... And some people have an issue when I say this. My job here is to bring people to the realization, the undeniable realization that there's a creator and mm. that's it. That's it. You personally have to figure out your relationship with that creator and who that creator is to you and who you are to that creator. That's where my job ends, right? I don't go telling people what they need to believe. Right. And my right. beliefs are my own personal beliefs. Okay. And it's none of anyone's business. Right. But people can see by my actions about what I do, what type of person I am. Right. right. And, uh, and, and people can figure it out themselves. So I'm not here telling anybody, I'm not telling you the earth is flat. Believe me, I'm telling you the earth is flat. Go look. And I'm going to show you how to look because if you Google flat earth, it's the dumbest thing ever. I mean, at the, at the Google uh, fake news, <laughs> Um, you know, hearing, they use flat earth as their example of how they're going to censor things, right? You Google flat earth, you end up with this, right? No earth. flat earther thinks we're a disc in space with right. other disc planets or round planets. Dumbest thing ever, right? You Google flat earth, all these images are from the flat earth society. We're not the flat earth society. They're a government run disinformation place that um, even Obama plugged it a half a dozen times during his presidency. They want you to go there because there's a little bit of truth and a bunch of bullshit that'll make you like, oh, forget it. The earth is a globe. Conspiracy is too big. They can't even keep a blowjob a secret in the, in the White House. You know, how could they keep this a secret? And uh, once you see the evidence, you can't unsee it. And then right. my job's done at that point. Yeah, because they not only control the narrative of it being a globe earth, but then they also try to jump over and claim what the images look like to the flat earth uh 
believers and everything as well. And so, uh, yeah, go ahead. That, these are all the images that I've seen as well. And what right. everybody in their own subconscious is imprinted with to expect, which is why that, that vault door just slams shut when they start thinking about it, because it just doesn't make sense. So, and they, so they want it to be that way. For the yeah. beginners, it's very easy, right? We're not on a ball with water on the outside in an infinite vacuum. Right. That's just impossible. High pressure next to low pressure or no pressure yeah. is an impossible thing. You know, you say to a glober, how does the air stick to the earth? And they go, gravity, gravity holds the air down. So it holds the air down to the earth. But somehow a summer breeze can blow left and right and up and down. How do right? you have air pressure without a container? Right. Yeah. Like- well, th- well, they say gravity holds it down and the air gets thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner until it's a vacuum. OK, that's right. their answer. Right. But I say a straw and my lungs blow that away. Down closer to earth, the gravity is supposedly stronger. I can, with the weak vacuum, not vacuum, low pressure of my mouth and lungs, I can suck air and water up and away from the earth effortlessly. Just a little bit of pressure goes right up and away. A Tor 17 vacuum, which we can't even recreate here on earth, can hold down all of that air. That's ridiculous. Okay. It's the dumbest thing ever. And, and so you ask a glober, like, all right, so I'm in a room and I have a shoebox open and there's air in the room. If I remove all of the air in the room, according to globe, gravity holding magically, gravity holding onto the air, the air in the shoebox will stay in the shoebox because gravity is going to hold it down. <laughs> okay. It yeah. won't just fill out the rest of the room, which of course it will. Okay. Right. High pressure next to low pressure is impossible. It's going to um, go for equilibrium every time. It's going to go for equilibrium every time, always, without exception. So what is the flat earth? And the way I look at it is this. We live in a pond. What, a pond is where water settles at the bottom of a basin, right? Yeah. And the, the edge of a pond, the edge of a lake, which is a bigger pond, is where the land is higher than the water. And uh, if you don't believe that, dig a trench at the edge of a pond, uh, lower than the water surface, then what's going to happen? The water is going to go out. So mm. here is the world pond. The land, sur- the, the water surrounds all of the islands, which we call continents. You know, all of them are surrounded. But the, the pond itself, our world pond, needs a container. And that's this shoreline. This is the land that is higher than our ocean all the way around. Mm. Right? This land is called Antarctica. They tell us Antarctica is an island on the bottom of a you know, continent at the bottom of a ball. And they do tell us it's the highest land on Earth. That's weird. Why is Antarctica the highest land on Earth? Well, because it is. And it's the land that surrounds us. And it's likely, more likely, bigger than all of the continents and all of the oceans combined. Right? Mm. Maybe it's frozen all the way across. Maybe... Antarctica is a ring, maybe a thousand miles or so around, and beyond it is more water and more land. Maybe there's nothing out there. Maybe there's people out there. I don't know. Okay. So but, maybe maybe you go out further, and then it does look like that big pancake in a dome. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Right? Well, no. So 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 right? maybe maybe there is a dome. And when you when you when it, you know if there's a, I believe I personally believe there, there is some sort of physical dome up there. Okay. But. I believe it's like only like 70 to 100 miles up where it becomes solid, right? That's my belief, right? I don't have proof of this other than there are some interesting you know, rockets that have gone up and look like they hit something and they, you know, all sorts of balloons can't get up, you know, a certain height. 
Um, but the dome wouldn't be like this. This is an exaggeration. The dome would literally almost be flat across across it. Think right. think like right like think what a hundred miles is. So a hundred miles is you know uh, Connecticut's right here. Connecticut's way longer than a hundred miles. So that would just be the the dome would be right over it. It, it would almost be flat. Okay? Almost like a like a like a birthday cake in a flat pan with the lid on it or something. Like it, well, it, it's dish, not like it's not like a, it, it's not like a cake top uh, on it. It's like a upside down plate, maybe okay. upside down dinner plate. You know, gotcha. much much more shallow. But again, some people don't think there's a dome at all. Some it could be energetic. It could be just water. Think about boiling a pot of water. And you look as the bubble is forming on the bottom. Now transport yourself into that bubble as a little tiny guy. You're standing on the flat pot. You have a dome over you with waters above and you're on dry land. Hmm. Interesting. You know, and then when does water come out of the sky? When do we have these heavy, heavy, heavy rainstorms? And the answer is when there's a massive low pressure system. Okay. Right. Like when we have a, uh, have you ever been in a hurricane? I've been uh, very close to tornadoes, big, big yeah. tornadoes. And, and yeah. so when, so that's, that's a low pressure system, but sometimes the, the sky just dumps water, but you oh, have yeah. to believe that there's billions of tons of water floating in the sky. That doesn't work on a ball earth. Okay. Right. Like, like especially one that the, the earth is supposedly flying through space at what, like 87,000 miles per hour or something Don't like that? exaggerate. It's only going 66,600 miles an hour. Oh, sorry. It's orbiting 66,600 miles an hour, but it is chasing the sun at about a half a million miles per hour. But um, right. let me, let me share. But the moon doesn't even wobble even yeah, yeah. at Let's all. Nothing but wobbles. <laughs> let me, let me quickly share um, this. This yeah. is the hypersonic track sled. Listen to this. It's going to go by a Mach 8.6. Which is <laughs> like what? 10 times slower than the Earth is supposedly flying through yes. space? Right. Yeah. So how are we going to the beach and like standing, we're, you know, we're, and we're, how do butterflies exist, right? Like We're orbiting 10 times faster than that and chasing the sun 100 times faster than that. But... Nature doesn't lie. Nature doesn't lie. No. Okay. Look no. at this. This this pond is moving in two different directions. One ten times faster than that, and the other a hundred times faster than that. In curving, not straight. So uh, not straight. Both of them curving motions, and we're spinning at a thousand miles an hour, which is faster than the speed of sound. Also, but this lake is telling us another story, right? right. This lake is telling us another story. Peace and calm. Right. This is showing beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are perfectly still perfectly like, still. like a mirror yeah when you're out there and it's very calm they right. use they use to make mirrors they use you know water or they use liquid because it, it liquid lays level i think they use mercury but i think they use water also but either way it lays flat large bodies of water anything bigger than a bucket of water you know, what about a raindrop you know yeah raindrop has enough surface tension to hold it together but a bucket of water, a gallon of water lays flat. Yeah. It seems like you could go to one of these lakes, you know, and you could put up one of these high powered lasers and connect it with another one. And then maybe link another one to another one and just stretch it out and just finally put a nail in the coffin to the curvature uh, well, we, equations. We have, done, we have done that. And 
Oh. Let me, um, are you familiar with my app? Uh, no, tell everybody about that. Yeah, I forgot to mention that at the beginning of the show that you've that, got that's a new right, app. That's, right. that's really cool. Well, it's, it's a couple of years old, but it's getting better and better. And uh, the, the app is $3. Yes, I'm here to sell you a $3 app. That's why I'm here, right? I'm here to save you 500 hours of researching that'll yield you maybe one hour of good content because they're hiding it all. So right. let me share my screen here. And um, this is called the Flat Earth Sun, Moon, and Zodiac clock app can you see the whole thing is it mm-hmm. blocked you can see it looks great all right and so um it shows you how the flat earth works the sun keeps track of the hours and the days the moon keeps track of the weeks and the months you'll see that the sun is getting farther and farther away from the moon every lap around it adjusts to the next day and it laps the moon once every 28 days what's every 28 days well that's a lunar cycle mm. okay so they both go around, you know, in the heliocentric model, they tell us that we're spinning one way and the moon is orbiting the earth in a different direction. It's moving backwards. That's why it gets farther and farther from the sun as mm. it's, as it's waxing and it gets closer and closer as it's waning because it's going in the opposite direction. But every observation we make stars, sun and moon show they all rise in the east, set in the west, no matter where you are on earth. Okay. Don't right. give me this clockwise, counterclockwise. It's opposite in the opposite hemispheres. They always rise in the east, set in the west. And this is how they go. The stars do the same thing. The stars are going just slightly faster than the sun. And they lap the sun once every 365 days. That's why the, sun, the stars reset to the exact same position every year. Go out tonight. Anyone listen to this? Go out tonight. Make a little star chart, sit in a, in a certain spot and say, all right, that star is right near the corner of my house and near my chimney next to this branch, whatever. Draw a little star chart, put an alarm in your calendar. Next year, when the alarm goes off, go out at the same time. Every star will be in the exact same position. Okay. Does that sound like we're corkscrewing through space, traveling four and a half billion miles a year? Okay. No, that sounds like we're inside of a perfect clock, intelligently designed, amazing system. Mm. Right. So. Real quick, and then I'll get out of the app. Um, every day in the bottom left-hand corner, there's a featured video. As a matter of fact, this one, I really put my videos in there. Today's video is has the hypersonic track sled in it. I, I make a great analogy in it. It's a, it's a good video. And what I tell people is just watch the day. If you think Flat Earth is stupid, I'm offering, by the way, I'm offering three Bitcoins for one globe proof. Three Bitcoins, one globe proof. I think that's like 180 grand today. Okay. Right. And no, nobody's been able to come up with one yet. Barely anyone tries. And the ones that do, it's kind of funny. Um, but the, just watch that video every day for two weeks. And then you too will lose the respect of your family and friends. Cause you'll be a flat earther. Right. <laughs> right. right. So, but before you send me anything, you have to click this question mark. And when you click the question mark up, come all of the questions you're going to ask, like, you know, what about tides? What about gravity? What about eclipses? Like if I click what about eclipses, up come videos that YouTube doesn't want you to see. Uh-oh. You know, you can search for these videos. They don't want you to see them, right? These videos will show you what the heck's not going on for sure. And uh, the, the, the other thing on the eclipses is um, they are not the, the, the moon itself is probably the biggest mystery on a globe or flat earth, right? The whole idea that it's a rock falling around the earth, showing us one side, tidally locked, causes the tides. It has nothing to do gravitationally with the tides. Hmm. Um, but we get into that. But the app has all sorts of stuff. 
Mud Flood, Sataria. Um, it's got all my interviews around here. If you're looking for them, it's got amazing documentaries, a lifelong, um, lifelong amount of information. Books, all books on flat earth, amazing, all different kinds. Kids books, um, one of my favorites, uh, 16 emergency landings, proving flat earth. Hmm. Um, stuff that you uh, could buy that's all flat earth related. People are always looking for like gifts and, and cool stuff. It's got all sorts of stuff on it. And um, it does everything even like if you're explaining flat earth to somebody you can pull up most of these images i have here and many more and and you know it's like hey you think we went to the moon in this right oh yeah i'm glad you pulled that up you think we went to the moon in this or did some fifth graders make this (laughs) and and it's now a homeless shelter uh, it's definitely either a set or half of them are miniatures. I, even if we did go to the moon or whatever occurred there, if you believe that, I don't, I'm not convinced that the footage that we've been shown and that these uh, yeah. supposed craft that they took there make any sense. I mean, those things are made of like tin foil, and they supposedly, yeah, that's an RC car, man. Yeah, no, that, that's not even a real person that looks like a toy in the sea. Yeah, yeah. It looks like an RC car buggy with a fake antenna on it. All sorts of resources in here. Know, so, what, so when you're explaining flat Earth to somebody, um, you can you can show them, you know, you can show them what it's doing. You can say, That's and cool. it, it, I, I kind of made it for myself. But one of the other the other thing is, um, I added this new feature, the handshake. Click that puppy. Up comes these are all of the other people that have the app around me, oh, and right I can on. I can message them. I could tap on one of the dots and up comes their username and I could send them a message. I have two messages. If you look on the bottom corner there and I could send them a group message, a personal message, or I can select and say everybody within 50 kilometers, there's um, 217. I can click that button up there. I can send them all a message. Hey, we're getting together at Jones Beach tomorrow, 3 p.m. or Joe's Bar and Grill. Bam, instant meetups. Coolest people ever. it's phenomenal. And um, that's where we are. That's awesome. Because then you get to go meet people that are like-minded. You don't have to get over that hurdle of the barrier trying to convince them all. You know, you could go out and uh, hang out and with then people you could go that out, you, see reality you, kind of similar to you. And So you go it. into your local bar, you go to your local pub, whatever. You send out a message to all the flat earthers. Hey, happy hour at the little <laughs> pub, you know, on uh, Tuesday, whatever. And then you go and people show up. Now you got other people. Now you're brave. You now have five, 10, 50 people yeah. that are all flat earthers. And you, what we call, you flat smack the bar. Flat smack <laughs> the, 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 you know, uh, flat smacking or flat, you know, that would be more like a carpet bombing. I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> brought all those people in. So a, f- a flat earth, flat bo- uh, bombing or something. I don't know. That's <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, and, and so let, just, let me tell real quick. Yeah. The app is $3. There is, you do not need to subscribe. The only reason to subscribe is if you want the awesome weather app that's on there. But if you want to um, send messages to other flat earthers, you can see them, you can receive messages. So if somebody says, hey, we're meeting at this address, so-and-so on Tuesday, and you're not a subscriber, you can still go because you get the message. If you want to respond, it's $11 a year. Basically, you're buying me a margarita and leaving a crappy tip. All right. Or or 99 cents a month if the $11 is too much for you. It, it's, um, you know, anyone that has concerns about the cost of that, don't get the app. Don't get, please don't get the app. 
That's helped. great, Dave. That's awesome that you're able to compile that all together. It's like a really useful tool for uh, talking to people because they get throwing questions at you and you know, they say, well, you know, you say, well, you're going to give away a, a, a Bitcoin for anybody that can bring you uh, three Bitcoins for anybody that can bring a proof. And they'll say things like, well, we have pictures of the earth from outer space, or we have, we've sent satellites or where do meteorites come from or whatever, you know? And so they throw that all out there um, and you can use the app and pull up the resources. It's all there in one spot to be able to show them and just say, Hey, go check this out. And, uh, and also call in your, your posse into the bar and make sure you got your leverage there too. So there you go. And and the only, the only people that think this photos of earth are globers. Okay. NASA doesn't even say there's photos of Earth. They admit they make them in Photoshop. They admit it, all right? But people still defend these pictures. Like, these are real. You know, they're not real. They're made in Photoshop. And that's a quote from a NASA visual artist that made the blue marble, right? They're horrible at it, too. Because look at the United States. Different sizes, all right? Yeah. Ridiculous absolute insanity it's so tied to this mindset that they want everybody to feel completely isolated and alone you know and in the universe completely closed off and if they say look at this tiny little blue ball that you're on in the middle of this nothingness all alone in this hazard you need to rely upon us and what we're telling you uh to keep this alive and to keep it going you have to anytime they hold the carrot on a stick over there and say you need us for everything i immediately start to question what they're trying to tell me we don't need them for anything people like what about the roads roads would get built people would build roads you know (laughs) we we don't need the government the government they're telling you govern the mind govern control meant is the mind govern the mind it's all about control. They're not here to take care of you. They're here to enslave you. And now they may be here to do something worse than enslavement. So, mm. you know, what, what's going on in the world now, and the reason with all the insanity going on in the world, the reason I'm talking about this is because we'll never get our freedom back if we're still spinning out of control, lost in space, insignificant, and like distant God or godless, you know, heliocentric universe. The heliocentric system is satanic okay mm. all of their numbers are they're all 666 you know six times 60 times 666 is the distance to the moon or something like that um we're tilted at 66.6 degrees where um we're traveling at 66,600 miles an hour here you go um mm. so all of these things it's all crazy sixes and and people are like well you know why what this is not a coincidence this is done on purpose okay right. It's a satanic model, the soul lure system. They're fishing for your soul. Okay. They want us to, that's the currency of this world, not the monopoly money that they control us with. It's our souls. They want our souls and people sell their souls sometimes and it doesn't work out so well. Yeah. And if they can invert the entire, uh, if you, if you do have a belief in God or creation, of it being nestled in a womb or held within the, the, the arms of that creator. Instead, they want to invert the entire concept within the minds and the hearts of the people into an exposed, externalized ball spinning through space where everything could fly apart and everyone is alone. And so they would invert that entire concept. And even if it is a collective consciousness reality or our thoughts and emotions are helping shape 
reality as a whole, then trying to control that belief system and invert all that would be exactly how you would like keep the chickens in the hen house exactly like you wanted. So you could take all the eggs whenever you wanted, you know? That's it. You know, a good slave is one that doesn't know he's a slave. A good slave is the one that doesn't realize he's in a prison because he can't see the walls. The globe is the prison. Okay. And people go, well, your flat earth is a prison because we're inside of a dome. I don't think it's a prison. I think that there's more land beyond, but, uh, but who knows anything beyond Antarctica or over our head is speculation, right? Some, uh, you know, very um, fundamentalist Christians, if that's the right word. Uh, they're like, there's nothing beyond Antarctica because the Bible says, you know, Antarctica had, uh, is the bounds of the water. Well, yeah, Antarctica is the bounds of the water. It doesn't say what's beyond it. Maybe there's more, more puddles. Maybe there's more rings like I was showing you. Maybe it's part of our system. We just don't know it. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff to look into. And uh, I find it fascinating to speculate. But we don't need to speculate to figure out to sh- that we're not on a spinning globe. Because right here, things under our feet that we can touch, you know, right. prove that. There's every globe proof they have out there ends up being inverted into a, a when you really look into it, into a flat earth proof, you know? Mm. You know, boats over the horizon. Well, we can see things farther than we should be able to see. Therefore, we know it's not a globe, right? Uh, the, right. The, the lunar eclipse. Well, we've seen Selenian eclipses where the sun and the moon are above the horizon from the viewer and the eclipse starts from the top, okay? So both right. of those things are impossible if the Earth is doing it. So lunar eclipses prove that it's not the Earth causing the eclipse. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, so the, the person's on the watching the eclipse, the sun is still in the sky, the moon is still in the sky. For it to eclipse, one of them would have to go below his horizon for it to happen. And if the earth is moving up, the shadow should come in from the bottom. But the last one, it came in from the top. Sometimes it comes in from the side. Right. Right? So all of this is nonsense. All of it is insanity. The idea on a solar eclipse, that's when the the moon blocks out the sun perfectly. The chances of that happening, 400 times bigger and farther sun, 400 times smaller and closer moon, lining up perfectly is less likely than winning the friggin' lotto 10 days in a row, okay? Right? Okay? But then it happens every year. And then every 18 years, it repeats, okay? Every 18 years, the eclipse cycles repeat. Wow. Does that sound like a random beehive or does that sound like a designed uh, system, you know, clock, a, 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 a creator created this? Right. Right. Are you familiar with the Antikythera mechanism? I'm not. Enlighten me. So, so this was found off of... Um, a Greek island called Antikythera. Oh, yeah, they I found, am. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And they found this thing and they CAT scanned it and X-rayed it and they rebuilt it. They, they were able to look at the sizes and put it together. And it's a device that shows you all of the eclipses, how they repeat every 18 years, the positions of some of the planets, the phases of the moon, all of them in a machine that is, I forget how many thousand years old it is. So it's long before. So this and it still works today. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't have the same stars 10 minutes apart on a spinning, twirling, whirling, corkscrewing Earth. Right. But we do. But we do. 
Yeah, how is it? How are we flying corkscrewing through outer space at over 60,000 miles per hour, but everything is so calm and this device that was built now this you're underestimating 66,000. I know, I always, <laughs> I'm all and, rounding. And a half a million miles an hour. We travel <laughs> almost four and a half billion miles a year. So this <sighs> day, next year, we're four and a half billion miles somewhere else. So we look up all the stars in the same place. Okay. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing it, is that it just creates, a, when you start to look into it, even if you're like, I, I don't buy the explanations that flat earth proposes as their model. At least you've got to stop and look at what you've been fed and take it out of your mouth and look at it a second time. At least do that. At least when you listen to this I, interview, at least stop swallowing what you're being fed and take another skeptical look at it. At well, least. the people that are looking at this interview and go, this guy's crazy. Come collect your Bitcoins. Okay. Come collect <laughs> your Bitcoins. Come collect them. Just watch the video every day on the app, right? You'll at least be entertained and you can realize what a dummy I am. And then collect your Bitcoins. You have my word, they're yours. If you can come up with one globe proof. Are you familiar with the Georgia Guidestones? Yes. Besides having the New World Order on them, which is a whole nother story, <laughs> there's a hole. Right. And when you look through that hole, what do you see? You see Polaris. Now, right. Polaris stays in that hole it actually makes a little tiny circle so when i when i in the past i said polaris is stationary it's stationary because it stays in the same point in the sky but it makes a tiny tiny little circle okay so how is that possible when we're corkscrewing through space traveling billions of miles this thing's been up for over 40 years and there's you know like the pyramid and um has has shafts that point up at certain stars at, at, at polaris that that it's never moved. This is ridiculous. This is impossible. You couldn't have that. That hole would be obsolete the second they finished drilling it if we were spinning and corkscrewing through space. Right. Even just the, uh, just the amount of just meteorite impacts and different shifts of comets flying by, none of that should be lined up at all right now if we're actually corkscrewing through space. None of, right. none of those claims make sense when you stop and take a second to think about it. They just oh, don't yeah, add I, up. You know what? I didn't get to the lava, but let's talk about the media impacts. Um, the there's never been a massive asteroid meteor impact on Earth. Those holes that we see, like the one in Arizona, um, those are bubbles that come up from within the Earth, or they could have been a plasma event that happened when the when the Earth was, um, you know, when the ground was liquefied. But it's not an impact from something. It's more mm. of a bubble. Look up methane. Uh, um, you know, methane craters, methane gas bubble craters. There, I think there's a lot of them in Russia. Um, and you'll see these bubbles. Like, think of boiling mud, and then it just yeah. hardens, okay? Just like a lava and, tube, just it forms like a big dome, sort of. And there you pops, go, lava. Pops. So that's what, yeah. that's what we want to talk about, lava tube. So now we were talking about the energy, uh, the electricity coming from the sun. So here's some rocks. We're going to put them in this ceramic thing, and I'm going to run electricity through it. Right here, this is just electricity. Hmm. And it melts the lot, it melts it. Right. Okay. So I believe that the, the earth is, gets, gets all this electricity. And then there's these, they, it becomes like capacitors and these lava tubes are created. And this is, you know, it might have something to do with the, the, the life of this planet. I believe that everything is alive. Right. And, um, and so the, um, 
lava tubes sometimes break the surface of the earth and then lava starts coming out. And what happens? It hardens and it comes out more and it gets higher and higher and it makes this cone-shaped mountain about 20 feet high. And then they film it on the news at night and they show you the lava rolling down it and they say that this mountain is spewing lava, but it's not. It's just a lava tube. It could be on the side of a hill, could be on a mountain, but it's just a lava tube that, that spews out. There's no, I've, no one, I've, I've never seen a cone-shaped mountain with lava spewing out of the top. There's been explosions at the top of mountains, sending dust and stuff, but lava comes out of the side of the mountain. It comes out of the ground, like in Hawaii, it's happening. Um, so, you know, the idea that it's coming from the center of the earth up to a fissure, you know, because of all of the pressure, if that was the truth, once a, lo- a, a hurricane, I mean, a, a hurricane, a tornado started exploding, it would never stop. Hmm. You no, know, the whole earth would compress it and squeeze it all out. It would just, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It That's doesn't the thing that sense. gets me is that the arguments that are, that I was taught all growing up, you just take them at, at face value. You take the pictures of the earth, you take the globe, you take the moon landing, all of that just at face value. And you think, yeah, if I, if I got on a plane and I just flew around the equator, I'd wind up right back where I started. And so you just go up ah, and you just put it in a, a blind spot and don't think about it anymore. And you just accept that as the planet that we live on and the reality. But at the core, as soon as you start to probe into it, you, well, as soon as you get to, you know, around around our age and older, and you realize that a lot of the stuff that we were taught from the food pyramid all the way up was total bullshit. A lot of it, you know, no, gonna... no, not a lot of it. All of it, <laughs> all of it, right. All of it, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then you, you realize the agendas behind it, the, some of the people behind it, it's very strange and interesting. And so I think there's a, a strong place to stand at this and, and, and uh, challenge the status quo, to challenge what we're being fed, to challenge what our kids are being taught, to challenge what science claims as a fact and everybody just accepts it because it just becomes a revolving door where the next people that go in are just taught and repeat the exact same thing and they never question it. And again and again and again. And the, teachers, uh, the, the, the A students become the teachers, the ones that memorize and regurgitate the Rockefeller funded textbooks become the teachers, become the professors. They're the ones that are great at, you know, teaching the stuff that they memorized. Memorization is not learning. This is learning. This is like, oh my God, I didn't realize this. I didn't realize, you know, planes took those routes. I didn't realize, you know, that this stuff. And then you can go and, and research. I'm never bored ever. I've been up since three 30 this morning and I don't have enough time in my day to do all the things that I want to do. I mean, never, ever. Am I bored? Like if I had five hours to kill before something, it's not that five hours goes like that because I'm so busy learning new things and doing new things. Um, you know, before flat earth, I was like, wow, I've sat around bored staring at the wall. Like that is such a waste of time or TV. Yeah. I grew up. I love the TV. The more TV time I had, the better. Right. Yeah. Gilligan's Island. I could never miss an episode of that. Right. You know, <laughs> and, and then I watched the reruns, you know, it's, mind control it's nonsense and when i tell people that the app people that are just learning this get the app watch the daily video go to the documentaries page and and watch some of those documentaries amazing like so good like an hour two hour documentary on this it's the most fascinating thing you've ever seen 
and it'll it'll reawaken your soul. It'll 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 remind you who the hell you are yeah. and that nobody has power over you. The only power anyone has over you is in your imagination. I agree. At the core of it, what attracts me to uh, the flat earth facts and the evidence is how much it brings us back together and and uh, stops us from hurling through space uh isolated and lost and looking for life elsewhere it nestles it all back in within the heart of reality and presence of awareness it gets us off of the technology and outside and looking for ourselves that reality that we exist in and i think just that alone it's worth challenging what we've been taught and if you look at any other category you're going to find that it's it's there has to be people there that and antagonize the system of what we're being taught to make sure that it's kept right. in check, make sure that it's kept and, in line and, and it doesn't become a prison planet, you know, definitely. One of the, one of the differences between Globers and Flat Earthers, one, Flat Earthers have changed their mind. We've eaten crow and like, okay, whatever, everything, I, I've been lied to my whole life. So we're able to change your mind because the, the one of the things that Globers say is you flat earthers, you never change your mind. No, no, no. We were Globers, all of us. Okay. Yeah. We changed our minds. Right. And the other thing is they're like, well, your model, you don't know this, you don't know that. Guess what? We don't know a lot. There's, we yeah. know that we don't know. So you can try the, the Globers try to claim their Bitcoins by debunking our model. No, no, no. Prove your model. One proof of the globe. Show me curvature. Show me rotation. Show me high pressure next to low pressure without a, without a container. Show me something that proves you're on a spinning ball. Show me how it's possible to see a star trillions of miles away when we could scientifically prove that we couldn't see our sun if it was maybe five or 10 or 20 times as far as it is. Really five, but I'll say 20 times as far, right? And right. that is just a fraction. That is just a couple light hours, okay? Right. And that's not, you know, they tell us Polaris is 433 light years away. Light, as it travels, spreads. And what happens when it spreads? It gets dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Okay. Okay. Right. You can't see a star at these ridiculous distances. You can't see the sun, the size that they tell us, at just a couple light hours away. Impossible. Yeah. And it's really strange when uh, people, even with powerful telescopes and zoom telescopes in their own backyard, zoom in on the stars they don't look like what we're the photoshopped images that are being portrayed and what we're being shown in fact uh, see and here's where you're going to catch me again most of the images of the planets and the stars and of even earth are have all been just doctored in photoshop and when you mess around with them you can tell right away anybody that has experience with that yeah so yeah I've, I've had those fly over my head at close range uh near area 51 dave actually well yeah you, so <laughs> yeah you also have to be careful because you know an out of focus uh tele um zoom lens could see uh, a physical light that yeah. has some of the properties but this is arcturus i think mm. um this is arcturus this is not an out of focus camera right this no. is capella this one blows me away right amazing right and you could, you could almost see this with your naked eye, right? right? But this is not what they tell us, right? You know, these are a whole bunch. No, like, yeah, this one's out of focus, but what is this flashing going on here? What is going on with all of this, right? right? Each one has its own personality. Um, but again, 
you can zoom in on a distant Christmas light with an out of focus lens and get something similar mm. to, to some of these, but not, not like this, right? Right. Again, scientifically, we can prove that we can't see those stars at the size that they're telling us at a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the distance that they tell us. That's impossible. Yeah. And that's at the core of it is that they they say this stuff just offhand like it's a fact and everybody just goes oh that's cool wow yeah clap it's embedded into our bone marrow as part of like even being american to see the flag and the globe and have the map of the earth up there and have it all be like the the globe earth that's embedded in our and and you know who tells you know who tells you that these people that tell these people that tell us right the people in the space station they tell us <laughs> tell us that they're just floating around right and and because you know they they're in space you know right and they're they're manipulating cgi objects that aren't really there and we can see them because it's called augmented reality and right. uh that's it you know yeah when you realize that they had the funding and the technology for this stuff clear back when walt disney was still alive then you got to scratch your head and realize that they've been duping people for a long time most of the stuff is filmed probably on sound stages and in swimming pools and different hundred percent you know it really is and and when you stop and even think about the dynamics of like even the science that they claim about the nature of outer space makes it like almost impossible to just take a video camera up there with neil armstrong and film everything on the moon like none of it adds up when you start none to of it. fact check it none of it adds and, up and again talk about moving the globe posts um um recently buzz aldrin was on uh, conan o'brien and conan's like yeah, i saw you walk on the moon i saw it he goes no you didn't and he goes what do you mean they didn't he goes we didn't have television cameras up there you didn't see that you saw right. an animation he said that they right? were because because <clears throat> we proved that they can't film it so they're they're literally backtracking. They're always backtracking, right? right? They're watching our shows, right? Half of your views are going to come from the CIA, just so you know. That's okay, <laughs> they're already listening, man. All the time, I do UFO and, stuff, so they're already. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. And, and by the way, your UFO stuff. This flat Earth doesn't negate UFOs. Flat Earth makes UFOs more realistic, right? Because because uh, this is just a couple thousand miles away. This is the extra. Terra, right. extraterrestrials from the outer space versus the inner space, right? Right. The closest plant, the closest star, Alpha Centauri, is four and a half light years away. That's 25 trillion miles. Okay. People, oh, yeah, well, that doesn't seem that far. If you were traveling at a mile per second, in one second, how many miles would you have gone? One mile per second. Yeah. And in a trillion seconds, how many miles would you have gone? <laughs> a trillion. A trillion miles. Right. So after you've gone a trillion miles, how close, how much of your trip are you to your, the closest star? You're one twenty-fifth of the way there. Right. Right. So if you're traveling at a mile a second, which no one has ever traveled, that's fast. It would take you a trillion seconds. How long is a trillion seconds? <laughs> a trillion seconds. Yeah. Don't say, and don't say in, uh, say it in days. If you guess it within two days, I'll give you a Bitcoin. <laughs> Oh man, a trillion. Okay, a trillion, a trillion seconds. seconds. Real quick, come on. 
Five seconds. I, I have no idea, man. Just take a guess. <laughs> Bitcoin, take a, a guess. Trillion seconds. I don't know what, like 30 years or some shit. 31,000 years. 31,000 years. So yeah, if you're crap. traveling at that ridiculous speed for 31,000 years, 31,000 years right. probably doesn't even exist. It probably never existed. You're only 125th of the way to the closest star. The other stars are magnitudes farther. And right. we believe that aliens are coming from rocks that are falling around those lights that would be impossible to see. It's insanity. This is not insanity. This is, they probably come here and they probably speak English, okay? Or Spanish. <laughs> All like right? a bre- breakaway civilization is well, something that's discussed in the U- it, ufology, it, it, you know? In, in the app, you can find it on YouTube and the, the Morgyle channel um, did a reading. Of, he read the whole book online. It's called The Iron Republic. Fascinating. Mm. Early uh, in the 1800s, a senator went out there, found this civilization that said they broke away in the 1600s. They had advanced government out there, advanced systems. They had technology and stuff that, that they're talking about, like stuff that we only have now. Um, amazing mm. story. Amazing story. Wow. It's a story. Can't prove it. But either way, whether it's true, or it's made up, they were thinking about more land beyond Antarctica on a flat, immovable plane back then. Right. And there's so much weird uh, protection regarding Antarctica. Nobody allowed to ever go there. You're not allowed to fly over it, a bunch of stuff like that. But then we're allowed to go to the rainforest and chop it down whenever we want. You know. Yep. Antarctic Treaty, 1959, longest treaty ever in existence. Every country, even though we're fighting for resources and stuff, they don't want to disturb the penguins or the ice. Okay, ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, and it's guarded. Oh, how do they guard Antarctica? Well, there's eight islands that that are basically evenly spaced all around close to Antarctica that have uh, military bases run by the crown. You try to go there, you will be intercepted by a warship, by airplanes, by drones, and you will be turned around, sunk, and then you'll be jailed. So, are we can contained in the center, and then outward from there is this whole other. Well, realm, realm potentially here's, here, of... here's how I look at it. We're here. Yeah, yeah. Anything beyond Antarctica is speculation. Right. Okay. We don't know. Right. We don't know. Do I believe that there's more land out there? I think so. I do. Right. It's the only thing that makes sense to me, but I could be wrong. It, that's just me. Right. Mm. Is that against the Bible? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Okay. Right. Uh, um, you know, am I holding the Bible up as the authority? I think the Bible has been corrupted. I think they've stolen parts of the Bible from us. and They've only given us some of it. Well, they've definitely um, taken a bunch of stuff out of the Bible that, yeah. they've, that they've given us, which is another one of your first clues that like, wait a minute, they're controlling what they want us to know and how we see it, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and so, again, you know what? We don't need to go beyond Antarctica to prove the Earth is flat. We need to go beyond Antarctica to figure out what this place is, for sure. Okay? But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a fascinating topic. And again, yeah. if you want to learn about it, my app is the best way. It is the best way to find it, to get by the censorship, watch it, watch the videos where you can. They haven't taken them down yet. They just shadow banned them. One of the best uh, intro videos is called a stranger's guide to flat earth 21 questions nice long unique title you search that even with the channel name odd tv it will not show up you'll get you just try searching flat earth um boats over the horizon or, or flat earth um you know proofs flat earth this flat earth, um 
and you'll get the same result every time. Mm. Professor Dave, number one, he's not a professor, okay? He's just a snarky guy that read a script being gaslighting us and, uh, and giving, you know, just, just saying all sorts of nonsense. And they're basically these sellout shills that are there to uh, capture weak minds, and they capture many. You know, I can tell who's watching Professor Dave and, and PSYOP Man Dan because um, I know the questions they're going to ask. I know the things that they're going to say because they're all stupid. You know, they say there's no stupid questions. I say all questions are stupid when it comes to when it comes to the globe. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, that's funny. So, Dave, we've been going here for about an hour. I don't your time is precious. and You're doing a lot of really cool stuff. You're going all over the place to uh, promote the app, to get the word out there and everything. Uh, and I want want to set you free to be able to do that elsewhere as well. So but, but before I let you go, other than the, the app or anything else that you want to say or to promote yeah. or make sure to bring awareness to. So the app is the way that it's the best tool for learning about flat earth. But anybody that's listening that has a show, if you have an audience, if you know a show that's not a flat earther, right? That, that uh, a talk show that needs to hear about flat earth, help me get on. Somebody just got me on a, I'm spacing on the guy's name. It's a, it's a cryptocurrency guy. And they were, they were hammering him in the chat. Like you need to check out Dave Weiss. And they were literally sending up super chats. Watch this, watch that. And the guy was doing it. Guy called me, right? I'm on a show on Monday. It's going to be fantastic. Help me get on shows or help any other flat earther you like that does presentations that can talk to people um, and help them get on shows. Let's get this word out because when we hit that tipping point, we get our world back. It may be an ugly, bumpy ride, but we cannot get our world back if we don't know where our world is. We don't know who we are. We don't know what the hell we are. We don't know where we are. You know, you know people are lost in this prison system playing with their monopoly money. Get off their monopoly money. Let's get our own money. Let's find, let's, let's take back our power, take back our world. And the first thing we have to do is get out of their Narnia cartoon nonsense world and, uh, you know, and take our power back. Best way, flatearthdave.com. And there's a booking link right there on the homepage. Book Dave for an interview. We'll ask you a couple of questions. We'll start an email conversation and uh, then we'll, we'll figure out a show. So anyone that knows of any shows, connect me. Um, you know, you can send me through there. You can say, Hey, this show, here's a contact, find the information for me. Like people say, Hey, get on the, the John Wiggly show. And I'm like, I don't know who John Wiggly says, where's his show? I don't know anything about it. And, and I don't have time to do it. But if anybody that you know, if you want to do something for this movement, help me get on, help Eric Dubay get on, help anybody that's willing to go on, get on another show and spread this word to non-flat earthers, right? Like when I saw your reservation, I'm like, because I always ask in my reservations, they'll, do you think the earth is a spinning globe or flat? And when people say spinning globe, I'm like, book the show now. <laughs> book the show <laughs> right. now, right? You, you, your answer is a little like, well, maybe. And I'm like, okay, this guy's in between. But you're, you're a full-on globe denier. Come on. Well, I, I, I question the establishment. I question what I've been taught. You know, I was yeah. raised in the Mormon church, clear down in the rabbit hole of the maze. Uh, where I didn't even pick my own thoughts, my own way of prayer, my own underwear. I didn't even pick how I dressed myself or anything. So I've been climbing out of this, like uh, trying to get to the daylight of the truth from the beginning. Gun to your head. Oh, man. Every which way you go. Three three seconds. Gun to your head. Is the earth a globe or something else? Three, two, 
It's well, uh, the the basis of consciousness would mean it has to be dead. something else, man. Sorry, something else. Slow, it's not a globe. Too slow. Yeah. <laughs> too slow. I'm sorry. I don't, you were too slow. I don't know. Good if answer, it's a globe, but you were too yeah. slow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a globe. It, that's the thing. People yeah. say, "What? Well, where's your model?" I don't have a model. Okay. Yeah. I have an idea. We have. We know that the AE um, the the AE map is um, the Gleason's map is probably the closest thing that we have. But the globe model is ridiculous. It's dumb. It doesn't work. It's it's nonsense. And scientifically, we, we can prove that we're not on the globe. What is this place exactly? That's what we're trying to figure out. Yeah. We're not going get, to get there just by swallowing what they've fed us. I think that's uh, beautifully said, Dave. I think you're a, a good man on a good mission. And, and the work that you're doing is important. I think that even if people don't believe you, if they completely are opposed to you, go get your three bitcoins you know go three bitcoins go three get bitcoins. the three bitcoins from from dave and prove him wrong invite him on the show uh like yep. i i did and give him a fair shake and open your mind but uh flat flat earth dave.com that's how you can contact me um and uh let's go let's let's get more people doing what i'm doing let's get more um shows you know that 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 think flat earth is stupid or, or don't even realize that flat earth is a thing but now Everyone's heard of Flat Earth at this point. Right. But now it's getting easier to get people like, yeah, let's have this guy on. You know, I'm going to win the Bitcoins right on the show, they think. Right. right? And then we go and then they're like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to think. And now I'm going through an existential damn. crisis and yeah. I don't have any Bitcoins. What do I yeah. do with myself? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, I love what you're doing, Dave. I love it. all of that. It's so, so awesome to me. So you guys check it out. I appreciate you guys so much for watching the show uh check out dave's links i'm going to put a bunch down in the description box below so it's really easy for you to go click and check it out and we will see you guys in the next one